The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, good morning, and welcome back to the Hoop Ball DFS Today Show. I am your host, Mike Patra, joined by my good friend Santino Cocone to break down this wonderful Sunday, December 13th card. We have seven games to talk about, uh, preseason games, but nonetheless, we have basketball back. My good friend Santino, uh, I know you did a couple shows already, man. This is my first one back of the season. I am ecstatic to be here, but how are you doing today, brother? Yeah, I'm doing good. This is my second one already. I did one with Aaron yesterday for yesterday's slate. Uh, so this is exciting. We're on the preseason, and and the funny, the crazy thing about this is no training camp, no summer league, or minimal training camp, no summer league, uh, very truncated preseason, and then just the regular season starts in less than about nine days from now. It's it's crazy. We're just getting it crammed down our throats, man. And I, honestly, uh, I'd, I'd line it no other way in basketball. Uh, just give it, give me some NBA. I'm a degenerate, whether it's preseason, uh, summer league. I'd be playing DFS regardless. But it's just, it's just good to see some of these teams. Because let's <laughs> keep in mind, man, we haven't, uh, <laughs> we haven't, we haven't seen you know the Hawks and a lot of these teams for several months. I mean, we got some bubble action with those 22 teams, but some of these teams we haven't seen in a long time. So uh, I'm just glad that we have some, <laughs> some, we have some hoops back, man. So. Uh. Um, we're gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at what you said, and I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna make I, a joke I, I, about you it. You know what? You know not what? even gonna I, make a joke about yeah, it. But yeah. you just know, I will be holding it. I will be making fun of you later on. Oh, yeah. You know what, son? Um, I would. Love, I want no other way. That's why I'm so glad that we're back in this. It's. I haven't gotten roasted in about a good two months. My girlfriend's been awfully nice to me, so I said, you know, let's get Santino on this show. I need someone to, you know, take me down a peg. And I can imagine what that joke is. Um, I kind of already think I, 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 I know what you're going to say. Uh, but let's see if maybe the listeners picked up on it as well, because, uh, yeah, that's some that's some good roast material you got. But we have we got seven games to get to, man, and it's preseason, so we got some good stuff to talk about. So uh, we're gonna kind of just you know do things just like we normally do. We're gonna jump right into it. We're gonna go game by game, talking about some of our favorite plays, some of the guys that we're keying in on for tonight's action. Um, for those that don't know, over here at Hoopball DFS today, we have been uh, we've been growing. So we're gonna have some new added features coming in this uh, this season. They'll be starting up once the regular season starts up. Uh, where you guys can get involved uh, and, and just jump in on the action. We're going to have some wonderful things like Discord. We still have our daily articles. We still have our daily podcast. Uh, but the team's also growing over here, guys. So uh, you're going to get to know some new faces, and it's going to be a great time doing so. But before we jump into anything, let me just give a quick shout-out to our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. Go over to MyBookie.ag, uh, and I hope you guys did already and you would have been feasting on that free turkey day free play that allowed everyone to get a risk-free bet of up to 250 dollars it was it was basically a free shot to double your money and if you didn't get on get in on that what are you doing um but seriously now is the time to get some skin in the game at my bookie where the odds boost lightning deals and free bets await all season long uh with nfl playoffs right around the corner uh where you can jump in on that action we have some nba creeping up on us like santino said only nine days away and it's not difficult to find some of these value uh in the lines uh, whether you're a first-time customer or you've been playing MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found. Thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer all week long. Sign up and get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid, guys. What are you waiting for? Uh, there's also a fully-fledged casino platform that gives you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And this is the best part. Uh, MyBookie 
and the doors never close. So, uh, you know, you may have some of your casinos shutting down due to COVID, um, but my bookie stays open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So make the right play. Sign up for my bookie. And when you do, use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and you get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they match it and give you another $100 for free into your account. That is free money, guys. So take advantage of it. Win all season long and use that promo code HOOPBALL. And, uh, you know, Santino, people have been listening to us for a while, so they already know that we're huge fans over here at Manscaped. So we've talked about the Lawnmower 3.0. We talked about the Perfect Package Kit. But now I'm here to tell you guys about the Weed Whacker. Listen up, fellas. Uh, we've we've been we've been harping on them for years. Um, these guys are absolutely fantastic, and now they have your below the waist trimming and grooming needs fit. And now we have the one for your ears, nose. Get that weed whacker trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see all those hairs sticking out. Uh, throw that baby up there. Trim it up. Get it all figured out. Use that promo code hoopball20 at manscaped.com. And you get 20% off with free shipping. That is hoopball20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. So we, uh, we got some of that heavy, heavy lifting out of the way, Santino. So we're going to jump right into this, buddy. Nice. We have the first game of the night. It's going to be at 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It is the Orlando Magic. Uh, they're taking on the Atlanta Hawks. And as far as the Magic's concerned, uh, we just saw these two teams actually play on Friday. So we kind of have a decent idea of, of what's going to be going on. But again, yet again, it is preseason. We, we will preface that, right, Santino? So uh, I will say, you know, obviously, guys, everybody wants to get action in here. Uh, but take it lightly. It's preseason. We really don't know what's going to happen. It is anybody's best guess. We can make educated guesses and, and kind of calculate our lineups that way. But, uh, you know, be a little bit more risk adverse in preseason. You know, you want you don't want to have any zeros. You just want to make sure that your lineup is playing and that you're on top of this news. But uh, as far as the Hawks concerned, uh, Chris Dunn, Double uh, O and Tony Snell have all already been ruled out. While we have Rajon Rondo is doubtful, still dealing with right knee soreness, has not yet made his Hawks debut. Well, Kevin Huerta, DeAndre Hunter, and Clint Capella and Cam Reddish are all being considered probable for this game. And then over there on the Magic side, Al Frucamini, Mo Bamba, James Enos, Jonathan Isaac, all ruled out already. Terrence Ross, uh, he is doubtful. Uh, I believe he fractured his toe. So it's probably going to be, he's probably not even going to be ready for the time of the regular season. Uh, but why don't we start off with this Orlando Magic team, Santino? I'll pass it over to you. Uh, who's kind of sticking out for you out of their, uh, out of their key cogs, I guess, uh, that we could play tonight in DFS? <clears throat> Yeah, so it's kind of the a situation of uh, we're going to get a lot of because it's the preseason, and this is what uh, myself and Aaron mentioned when we were doing the pod yesterday. We're going to get a lot of news and information and tidbits be right before tip off starts. Uh, there's really no need to push these guys too far, and especially with the second game back, it's probably similar to the first game. Uh, maybe the last regular or last preseason game, they want to amp people's minutes up to closer to 30 35 closer to their normal so once they can hit the ground running once the, the regular season starts uh, but for this um aaron gordon last game he was limited to 16 minutes uh clifford said before the game started he wouldn't get more than 18 minutes i would assume that he's probably going to be in that same range maybe 20 tops uh, so he's not someone i want to target if he's going to be 20 tops um there's there are other people that if they're getting that same amount of minutes then they're they're more intriguing to me. Um, but he also limited his starters, which he said he was going to do, to about 24, 25 minutes, about half the game, not play them too much in the second half. Uh, continuing with that trend, Nikola Vucevic is probably the only guy that I really want on this team, assuming that, again, 
the same news from the first game is going to come out. Uh, if he's playing 25 minutes, he's going to be able to put up some stats like he did last game, 18, 11, and 4. Um, a couple threes, a steal, and a block. He can fill it up, but other guys like Fultz, I, I don't really want to touch him in the 20-minute range if he's going to have uh, – with if everybody else is going to be playing similar minutes. Uh, I'm not really going to chase the Dwayne Bacon game, though he, he looked pretty good. Uh, we There's no Terrence Ross, no uh, James Ennis, so he's probably going to start again. And Fournier, possibly. Uh, this Hawks team you can score on, but um, I think there's more options there on the wings that – uh, that, you, that you can find later on as well, because there's going to be a lot of value. Uh, for me, it's it's pretty much Vucevic, and then I'm going to leave the rest of the team uh, as is, assuming that nobody else is ruled out before the game time. You make you make my job easy, man. Um, I'm on the exact same page as you. It's just Vucevic or bust. I'm not chasing that Bacon game either. Uh, you know, listen, Dwayne Bacon, he's young. He's still got some upside in there. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a terrible NBA player. Uh, he's not. He's He's got some talent, but he's not a guy that I like to target. He offers empty stat lines, doesn't do a lot for the peripheral when it comes to like, you know, rebounds, assists. Uh, basically, he's just an empty scoring option. And, you know, I'm hoping other people go back to that well. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm good with that. It's, it's just Vucevic. And, um, you know, I'll preface this now. Uh, you know, a lot of people are probably looking for value plays and things of that nature. It's preseason, guys. Uh, pricing does not matter. Do not worry about leaving money on the table. Do not worry about spending too much on somebody or too little on somebody else. Um, it, every, all that gets thrown out the window right now. You're going to have plenty of money to spend anywhere you'd like. So if you end up wanting to get Vucevic out of a raw points perspective, I get it, and that's the only reason I would be. I'm very worried about those minutes, like you said. But, uh, you know, Atlanta, Vucevic, 20 to 25 minutes. He can get done what we need to get done. So he's the only option uh, over there. So we'll, uh, we'll shift over to this Atlanta side of the ball then. Uh, both on right, the right before we we jump there, I just want to say um, you you spoke about leaving money on the table. The funny thing, if if you do play Fanduel, and we don't really talk too much about Fanduel because uh, it it's not widely accessible everywhere uh, as as much as DraftKings, but they have everybody at one hundred dollars, so they literally don't care about pricing in the preseason. It's just production. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that one out there as well. Well said, my friend. So we'll uh, we'll shift gears over to this Atlanta side of the ball. Um, and this team's deep, man. So that's the biggest thing coming in here with Atlanta is that they are super deep. They added a ton of veterans during this offseason, and we're kind of going to see some of these younger guys get pushed down uh, into different roles than they were in last season. You know, your Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunters, Kevin Werders, all those guys played very integral in, uh, integral roles last season and, and basically had minutes available to them. Um, we should still see them play decent minutes during the preseason with all these other guys still sitting. Uh, a lot of these guys haven't even debuted yet. Um, but with all these guys on this team, we're kind of just seeing the minutes get chopped and squared up pretty fairly around the table. Um, so for me, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll start off. I'm really just looking at these top dogs, Trey Young and John Collins. I'm looking at the point per minute guys that I know that can get buckets quickly. Uh, outside of that, you know, I don't trust, um, you know, the minutes for guys, like I said, Huerta, Hunter, you know, all these guys. And then when we're talking about them sharing their volume shot attempts and their usage, they're sharing them with Collins, the Gallinari and Trey Young's guys that we know are just going to be taking those volume shot attempts. So I don't really have a lot of interest in DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Huerta, um, you know, even Cam Reddish. I'm good with all those guys. Bogdanovich, their new addition. Let me get your thoughts on him, Santino. I'm thinking about just kind of waiting and seeing. I don't want to touch him. I know he's been dealing with that wrist soreness ever since last season, and they said it's getting better, but it's still, uh, you know, lingering slightly. So I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with just taking a hard pass on a lot of these guys outside of Trey Young and John Collins. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm, I'm in similar boat as you is right right here. Uh, unless we, like I mentioned, less before the the game starts, some one of those 
plethora of wings gets ruled out or is said, oh, we're only going to play him 15 minutes or so, or we want to see Cam Reddish get 30, then then maybe, yeah, I'll jump on, on one of those guys. But uh, there's so many pieces around on this team. It's It went from very young and exciting team to now it's just loaded with so much um, – an abundance of players that sometimes could be too many. Sometimes you don't want all these players. Uh, they could be 11 deep last year, uh, just from last year to this year's roster. You're adding a Clint Capella, a healthy Clint Capella that is now playing a Bogdan Bogdanovich that's now playing um, a Gallinari. That's, that's playing uh, a Kungwa when he's healthy Rondo Dunn. There's so many pieces on this team. It's uh, especially for a preseason when you're not going to overload people with, 35 minutes plus all these guys are going to get some playing time and they all have to start gelling. So I, I just can't see anybody playing too many minutes. And again, if I'm, if that's the case, Trey young makes the most sense. Like you said, uh, this guy can fill it up and, and John Collins also, uh, besides that, I, I, it's very hard to see anybody getting too many minutes unless I get confirmation. And then I'm just going to leave them. Uh, Cause any of those guys can go, have a good game off game, a good game or bad game on any given night because their roles are so unpredictable at this moment. Yeah, I don't think we can really expect anything more than I would say, you know, 22 to 24 minutes at most from these starters. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for the guys that we can pretty much guarantee are going to be double digit shot attempts, which, you know, Collins, Trey Young, those guys fit that bold. Um, I can see, like I said, if you want to play Bogdanovich, I'm not going to knock you on that one. Um, we know the upside that this kid has. He is going to have to get integrated in this team, so he should be chucking. It's just that wrist soreness, man. I mean, I don't know, Santino. What do you think? You know, injured wrist can kind of impact shooting, um, uh, just slightly, just slightly. But and, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock him. They have other people that, if he's struggling, that that they can play. I know he was one of their big free agent signings, but they, this team is so deep that if he's struggling at all. Uh, they're not going to hesitate to throw in a reddish or give Hunter a little more minutes, uh, even even throw Chris Dunn off the ball because he's probably he's probably their best defender, um, especially on the perimeter. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of pieces here. And in last game and in the first preseason game, they played 13 people saw the floor. Eleven of them saw at least 15 minutes. And that's without Rondo Dunn and double O. Uh, so I can't really expect too many any of these guys to to play too much here yeah all right buddy let's keep it moving then we have the uh i guess the most anticipated <laughs> game of the night uh next game that we got on the slate it's going to be the washington wizards traveling to brooklyn to take on the nets and their long anticipated return of kevin durant coming off that achilles injury uh and also i guess we could say Kyrie, the long anticipated return of Kyrie Irving, because you know this guy is just a magician uh during the regular season where one minute he's there next minute he's not so We'll start off with this uh, with this Wizards team. Um, you know, obviously with the, with the theme, there's still some uh, some news and some injury to keep an eye on. Uh, as of right now, Bradley Beal will be resting along with Davis Bertans, uh, and we cannot expect to see Russell Westbrook either. He will rest, and then we have Ishmith uh, out with groin tightness. Jerome Robinson dealing with some uh, some some tummy ache. He's got some uh, a stomach <laughs> issue, so with the tummy ache, we'll have him out there. And Thomas Bryant's questionable left uh, hip tightness. I would be shocked if he plays. It's a preseason game. Uh, why take the risk, especially when you're risk, uh, wrestling all of your other starters? But that is the news as far as uh, as the Wizards. And for the Nets, Karis LeVert has been ruled out, left knee soreness. And Nicholas Claxton is uh, dealing with a right knee soreness as well. So both those gentlemen will be out. Everybody else has been 
uh, ruled in for Brooklyn. And Brooklyn has been nice enough to already announce their starting lineup for us, which will be Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan. So we'll start off with this Washington Wizards team. Who are you staring at with everybody knowing that there's going to be plenty of usage? No Beal, no Westbrook. Uh, someone's got to take these shot attempts. Someone's going to have to handle the ball. But where are you going? Yeah, there's there's a lot of people out on this. And uh, there's probably a chance we meant you mentioned uh, Thomas Bryant is questionable. He's probably not going to play either. I think he was creeping closer to doubtful as, as uh, I saw this morning. Uh, so <laughs> there's going to be a lot of usage to go around here and a lot of um, of these under these under the radar pieces to make a name for themselves. Uh, so the big interesting question that I want to find out before setting this lineup and picking anybody on this team is who is going to be handling the ball more? Is it going to be Raul Nito? Is he going to just be the de facto point guard without Westbrook, Ish Smith, Bradley Beal there? Or are they going to, because last year in the bubble, they had Troy Brown running a lot of the offense as well. Are they going to play him on the ball a lot more during the time that he's on the court? Uh, if I get the sense that Troy Brown's going to start running the offense for this game in particular, then he makes sense to me. Uh, if, if I know Raul Nito is going to do that, then I'm going to be less high on uh, Troy Brown Jr. and maybe a little bit higher on Nito. Uh, I do want to see what Advija does. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher that. <laughs> Denny, uh, Advija. You know we're back when Santino's butchering <laughs> yeah. names. That's how you know the basketball season's back when the, and the name yeah, butcher that, is That's here. how you know. And <laughs> and uh, I, I've been hearing other people butcher now, so I, I think it's just a it's just going around. It's it's like uh, someone someone caught the butcher disease. Uh, but uh, Avija is supposed to be a, a solid playmaker. He was overseas, so maybe he gets more handle on the ball. He's some guy I I don't know if I can particularly just throw him in there the first game. Not really ever seeing him in a, in a professional setting outside of Europe or, um, but if you, if you like to take chances, he's, he's a guy who you can look at there. Besides that, I really, there's so many people out. I really don't see just, again, this is their first game. Too many people getting, um, a, a decent amount of minutes and Rui is some guy I would normally look at, but, uh, he doesn't do too much of the defensive stats or shoot threes in particular. So, um, uh, to me, it would be just, Waiting on that news for the point guard. Is it going to be Raul Nito handling the ball? Uh, Troy Brown Jr. And then maybe take a chance at uh, Denny A over there. Yeah, so I mean, you touched on a very good point. Um, you know, I kind of I kind of put that one on a tee for you because I'm waiting for the same news. I want to know who's handling the ball. My, my first de facto uh, look is going to be towards Troy Brown Jr. Um, simply because even if he's not the guy that's playing the prototypical point guard, I still expect some pretty solid minutes from him. Uh, they have a wing position to fill during the regular season, and he's one of the guys that's going to be vying for that job. So uh, getting ample run right now might be something that Scott Brooks wants to see anyway. So I'm I'm all for playing some Troy Brown Jr. Um, I'm, I'm expecting probably double-digit shot attempts, even if he's not handling it, and if he is, bonus. Uh, so he's definitely one of my top options on the slate and uh, and on, in this game. So I'll be looking at Rui as well. Uh, you know, knowing that no, probably no Thomas Bryant, no Bertans, they're going to have some front court minutes available. Let's, you know, they did bring in uh, the newly acquired Robin Lopez, but we're talking about guys, even Raul Neto at this point. The guy's been in the league several years. These guys, they don't need to get a ton of ample run. They don't, and they're not going to have very sizable roles anyway. So it doesn't make sense for me to see, you know, Neto and and Lopez rolled out for 25, 26 minutes because that's not even a role they're going to have during the regular season. Um, I'm I'm okay with kind of just going towards these young guys, embracing them. Um, if we're looking at you know 20 to 26 minutes, uh, I, I'm more than fine with those guys at that minute. And if they play anything more, great bonus on top. I'm not going to expect it, but with those minutes, I'm cool. And then you touched on Denny. 
Uh, he is a playmaker. They're going to need a shooting. They're going to need some spacing. Uh, this dude, he's good. Uh, he's kind of one of those like uh, complete Euro package players where he could do a little bit more outside of his position um, on top of spread the floor a little bit. So I'm I'm cool with those three guys. Those are probably the only three guys I would be playing. And if I had to, uh, you know, tier them, I would say it'd be Troy Brown and Rui, and then uh, Denny a little bit more in the lower tier. Uh, probably a little bit uh, tournament viable. Uh, keep in mind that a lot of people get attracted to rookies uh, during these preseason games. So sometimes even avoiding a rookie could be could be useful. And anything else over here in Washington? Or should we slide over to Brooklyn? Let's slide over to Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> and I think we're, oh, I was going to say, I think we'd be hearing that chant a lot more uh, with the more competitive team, but there is going to be no fans, so maybe, maybe yeah. from home, maybe from home. And that's a shame, man, because, I mean, if we live in Connecticut over here, me and Santino, we're from the same <clears throat> same area. So uh, we don't you know, want to go to a Knicks game. Uh, that's not fun. Oh, expensive I do. Tickets, I love the, the garden. garden. I love the garden, but we're paying these expensive tickets. I mean, let's be real. We, me and Santino, we go to Brooklyn games if we're going. And this was before they're good. They, I also love their stadium, brand-new built stadium, and there's really not a bad seat in the house even when you're in the nosebleeds up there. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna once those stands get opened up, man, we're gonna have to go check out a Brooklyn Nets game, get to see Kevin Durant live in person. That's something I have not yet seen. Uh, I don't know if you have, have you? Um, I'm not. I'm not. I can't even remember now. I don't think so. I've seen Kyrie uh, at Boston. I've never never seen uh, Kevin Durant yet. But let's start off with this team. We already have their starting lineup already, kind of uh, in in trucks. You know, nice big green check marks next to everybody's name over here on DK. So we know who's starting. Uh, let's just get it out, get the elephant out of the room. Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, both these guys back. What are you expecting as far as minutes in production from these two? So in the first preseason game, after a very short offseason, Kevin Durant not playing all last year, Kyrie Irving beat up all last year, not joining the bubble. I can't imagine that they play more than 18 minutes tops. So... Um, to me, it's, it's very hard to get them, but if people are, if anybody's going to fill it up in in 18 minutes, it'll be those two guys in their first game. Um, maybe you want to just do Kevin Durant because the fun, if I was going to pick one of the two, I'd go with Durant just because maybe they want to just see how he is funnel the offense through him very quickly. Um, if he plays 15 minutes, they'll just funnel it to him. He might take 12 shots. You know, they may not be great offensive possessions, but they just want to get him back in the groove. This is his first game in over a year. So if I'm going to look at one of those two guys, I'll look at Durant. Uh, but again, I need to know for a fact that they're going to play if they can see minutes in the 20s because I, I just don't see it. But uh, again, that's why we wait for the news. And without the vert, that's another body that we don't have to worry about too much. Uh, but I'm really I'm, I'm not going to play Kyrie Irving in this one. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. If I'm playing one of them, it's Durant. Uh, I really don't feel too great about either or. I would expect them to play Durant in short stints, you know, maybe four-minute spurts. He plays maybe three, four, four-minute uh, stretches. All of a sudden, he's playing 16 minutes. Um, but, you know, you got to believe that Kevin Durant is going to chuck in those four-minute stretches. Uh, they're going to want to get this guy acclimated, get him used to some actual real-life game experience because he hasn't had some in quite some time. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Durant comes out here and puts up 17, 18 actual points in 16 minutes. Um, I wouldn't expect a whole lot as far as, you know, rebounds and uh, assists in the peripheral stats, but I can easily see him taking 12 shots, getting 17 points in, in 16 minutes. And, you know, we're looking for raw points on this slate. You know, money is not an issue. Um, 
But it just comes down to, you know, would you rather have Durant in 16 minutes or, you know, a guy like that we might get to later on? Uh, you know, let's say Darren Fox, for instance, if he's playing 22 or 24 minutes. So that's what it's really going to boil down to. And for me, I think I'm just going to go with the other guys playing, you know, six to seven more minutes. Um, I'll probably have maybe one or two shares of Durant if I'm, if I'm building 10 lineups. I'm not going to go overboard. I don't have a lot of interest in anybody over here at Brooklyn. To be honest, yeah. I, I'm just not expecting much minutes-wise, production-wise from any of these guys, uh, especially knowing that they're going to be tinkering. Um, you know, they've been talking about Jeff Green playing some small ball five for them. So where does that leave DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen? And when you want to tinker, you're going to do it during a preseason game. So uh, anybody else on this team that you know stands out to you, or are you just hard passing? And and uh, and and with the Durant news, I, he might not even play the second half. So that's something else to think about. But just like you said, it, I I also think he's going to just chuck and the offense is going to go through him while he's on there. Uh, but looking at everybody else, it's probably going to be similar type of situation where they're all splitting uh, some sort of minutes there. Uh, but if I'm going to look at anybody, which I'm really not giving anybody too much of a crazy look, but I, I do want to see what Bruce Brown's role and, and what he can do with this team uh, with too many people out and knowing that or under the assumption that Durant, Irie, Kyrie are going to take it slow there. Maybe a couple other guys are going to take it slow. Definitely DeAndre Jordan's not going to play too many minutes. Uh, maybe I'll take a look at Bruce Brown, but yeah, I'm, for the most part, I'm, I'm not going to touch this team. Let's keep it moving then. We shall go to the Motor City. We have the Knicks going against Detroit. Uh, another game that we just saw a nice little rematch of. And uh, this Knicks team, man... Uh, for as for as tumultuous as it is with all their front court additions, signings, releasings, uh, getting uh, Tom Thibodeau over there, reuniting him with a few of his former players and things like that, uh, there's some value, man. And you know, if you if you've been listening to uh, us over here at Hoop Ball and we've been covering the preseason for many of years, uh, there's one thing that I always gravitate towards, Santino, and that's Tom Thibodeau and the way that in his coaching style and his minute rotation, it absolutely makes no sense during the preseason. It never does. But for some reason, uh, Tibbs has no problem playing his guys' minutes during the preseason. So when we talk about this New York Knicks team, I will have a fair amount of love for them. And I did on that opening night, and it kind of went the way I expected. So, um, you know, Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett, both those guys almost touched 30 minutes during a preseason game. They played 29 minutes, and there's one thing I wanted to note uh, that I read, and uh, it was basically Tom Thibodeau giving praise to those guys' conditioning. Uh, he said coming into the preseason that the four guys that seemed like they were in the best condition was Julius Randle, uh, R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, and Kevin Knox. He said all those guys were in excellent condition. So those four guys were the guys that I kind of had a star next to, uh, wanting to get some some uh, some exposure to. So I'll be going back to the well on Randle, Toppin. Uh, and Barrett, I, I, you know, I don't like Kevin Knox. I think he's actually a terrible basketball player. I still don't get how this guy was a lottery pick. Um, I, I just have no faith in him. But when it comes to Barrett, Top, and Randall, I will be overexposed to those three guys. I will love playing all three of those, especially, you know, Top and coming off the bench. This dude, you know, he's getting the Blake Griffin comps, and it's just because he has energy. He could jump out of the gym. Uh, and when it comes to that, that all that stuff equals a good point per minute guy for DFS. You know, we're looking for those rebounds and those putback dunks, especially in limited minutes. It's a way that you can quickly grab a double double. So, uh, I gave my piece on them. Uh, you know, I don't mind looking at the centers between Robinson and Noel. They'll probably chop up those minutes again. Burke should start at the three, but for me, it's those three main guys. Why don't you break down who you're looking at? Yeah, I'm looking at the same key, <laughs> the same guys as you. Uh, those are the guys I targeted heavily too when in that first. Uh, slate it's just you mentioned tom thibodeau he wants to get his guys going uh, and he's not shy about giving 
many minutes as they can possibly handle. He's done it throughout his career coaching. Uh, why change now? He's been fairly successful with it, so uh, he's going to continue doing it. And R.J. Barrett is the guy that I'm looking at the most on this team, uh, followed by Randall Toppin and even Alfred Payton, who played 27 minutes in the last game, uh, in a, a solid 10, 6, and 7 line. So those are the guys I expect to play a lot of minutes again. Uh, the one thing that uh, I was fearful of was the center rotation with Noel and Mitch Robinson and seeing how he usually, with Thibodeau, whoever's getting that starting job is probably going to get grinded out. Uh, and Noel had, they played nearly half the game together, and that's what I fear might happen uh, moving forward. We'll see what hap- if anything changes. But while that's up in the air, yeah, Barrett, Randall, Toppin, uh, Peyton, the offense is going to run through these guys, and they're going to get more minutes than probably anybody else on this slate. So they are the guys that I'm targeting. Absolutely. These New York Knicks are going to be some of our top plays on the slate. And I like how you brought up Peyton. Uh, yeah, another great option. 27 minutes. Again, you can't probably predict anybody playing 27 minutes. Uh, so knowing that, you know, we have that sort of upside, it's fantastic. And Peyton can get it done in multiple ways. Like you said, the rebounds, the assists. He's not a volume scorer or anything like that. But uh, you can't expect anybody to put up a crazy, crazy stat line. And that's why during preseason, I like to target the guys that – can get those peripheral stats, especially rebounds. Uh, you know, you'll notice that anybody, you know, getting 10 assists in, in 20 minutes, it's next to impossible. Uh, but you'll see a lot of guys get 10 rebounds in 20 minutes. That does happen quite often. So we'll uh, we'll slide over to Detroit, man. And, uh, you know, we kind of got to see what this team looked like again. Uh, Killian Hayes started, ran the point for him. And we've kind of seen uh, Coach Casey come out here and say that he is going to give his rookie every opportunity to make mistakes. He does not mind. And we saw that with seven turnovers in that game from Killian Hayes. Uh, Detroit was just turning over the ball left and right. They were kind of in shambles on offense. And I think that's a a predecessor of what we're going to see a lot this season. Uh, Because they really don't have any scoring outside of Blake Griffin, man. It looks like they're relying on their new addition, uh, Jeremy Grant, to be their kind of go-to second scoring option. Uh, And I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. I mean, for DFS, we don't mind the percentages. If he's going to chuck, <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, but I just I just can't get behind too many people on this team. The minutes will be limited. Uh, we can't imagine that they're going to roll Blake Griffin big minutes knowing his injury history. And they say he's finally 100% healthy. I can't imagine that they're going to want to risk that during a preseason game. So, you know, outside of maybe a, a, a Svee Michalik, um, you know, if you want to take a shot on uh, Killian Hayes just because he is a, a very versatile defender as well. He's a guy that, you know, he was getting rave reviews during – uh, their training camps saying that, you know, he's blocking three, four shots in practice. Uh, I don't mind taking a stab at him, but I just think that we have some better point guard options. So for me, man, I'm probably not playing anybody from this game outside of maybe a Sfi Michalik, uh, you know, tournament flyer. He's going to come off. Imagine he has double digit shot attempts off the bench, though. Yeah, and, and this team had, <clears throat> has a ton of turnover from last year. Uh, most of these guys were not on this team last year. Three guys in the... Are, uh, three guys in the uh, four guys, I should say, in the starting five. And the only guy that was in the starting five last year, Blake Griffin, played a handful of games. Uh, just there, so much turnover. Then you have uh, Okafor, Stewart, uh, Lee, Ellington is back, Magruder, uh, Justin Jackson, Bay. All, all this, most of this team was not on this team last year. So I think this preseason is going to be a learning curve for not just the players, but Casey as well, finding out which rotations work, which matchups work, who works well with who on the court. And again, there was no summer camp or no no uh, summer league, a minimal training camp. He's going to have to figure this stuff out on the fly, and that's what the preseason is for. So 
again, I, I don't think, I think it's going to be similar to last game where nobody's going to get too many minutes, uh, maybe top out at 24, uh, but just everybody who's healthy is going to play and everybody who they expect to make the team or even on the bubble of the team is going to get some minutes here and there. Uh, so there's really not anybody that I can trust and there's not a guy on this team that I look at and say, oh, even if he gets 20 minutes, yeah, he's going to put up 26, 20, 29, 30 DraftKings points. I can guarantee that with some upside. There isn't anybody got that I'm looking at that can see that right now. So mm-hmm. in the preseason, this is a team that I'm going to shy away from um, unless I'm told that, yeah, I really, uh, Casey's saying he wants to see how Hayes does in a full complement of minutes, 35 minutes. Then then I'll look at him. But knowing that they're going to chop it up for now, uh, I'm going to I'm going to leave it as is. Yeah, especially knowing that Casey's already came out and said that some of these starting lineup spots aren't even solidified yet. So he's going to be interchanging some pieces. I, be, I believe we mentioned DeLon Wright uh, isn't isn't a guarantee to start. He started that last preseason game, but you know they could start Fee there. They can start even Wayne Ellington wouldn't shock me knowing that uh, a veteran shooter in that starting group that they that that he needs some shooting. Uh, this team cannot cannot shoot. So I, I don't mind taking maybe a, a, a stab at one of those flyer guys just because Casey might be changing them around. You know, we might not see uh, Wright start this game. We might see Svee uh, start this game. But outside of, like, you know, those guards and maybe killing it, yeah, I, I can't get back behind any of these guys. Let's just keep it moving. We have better options. Yeah, yeah it, and like we said before, uh, the preseason is where you want to hear the most stuff on who's going to do what before the game starts. On the regular season, you have an idea. You, you know what's going to come. On the preseason – these guys, there's just they didn't have enough time in training camp to tinker and, and truly find out, especially on a team like Detroit, truly find out who's going where and who is is going to do what and what they expect from them. Uh, so they're going to be playing with these lineups, especially when a lot of stuff is up for grabs. Absolutely, brother. Well, let's uh, let's keep it moving. But before we do, uh, I just want to give you guys a quick little uh insight to what we got going on over here at hoopball and if you guys aren't already signed up for the bruise letter you should be quickly uh pause the show we'll 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 go back on don't worry we're going to continue breaking down the pause your show go sign up for the bruise letter it is free guys and everybody loves free stuff uh if you're wondering what's the stuff the bruise letter is back and it's just basically you'll get a nice uh weekly email from our top dog over here, Aaron Bruski. Uh, and it's just, you can't find it anywhere else. Uh, it's not on the website. It's nowhere. So go sign up for the Bruise Letter, and it will just be uh, right set directly to you, packed full of information for your year-long uh, DFS and fantasy needs. Uh, and if you haven't already heard, we've been talking about it earlier, we are introducing the Fantasy Pass over here at Hoopball. And if you're wondering what the Fantasy Pass is, it's only four ninety nine a month. So let me just repeat that. Four a month that's only that's less than five dollars guys there is not much of anything you can get with less than five dollars let alone a monthly subscription pass uh for everything that we have going over here at hoopball that includes the dfs pass so the dfs pass alone if you're gonna ask me is worth 4.99 a month for hell i'm gonna say it's worth um a billion dollars a month because we're the ones that are over here providing the information but it is absolutely fantastic guys you get all the stuff to cook yourself up a wonderful fantasy feast this season so Go check out that, guys. The Fantasy Pass is only $4.99. Head over to hoop-ball.com and click the Fantasy Pass below uh, the main media wall. So we'll keep it moving, man. We have the Houston 
Rockets going against the Chicago Bulls. This one will be played in Chi-Town. As far as the Rockets are concerned, they are still going to be without James Harden, Christian Wood, and P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker and James Harden need to uh, just pass that protocol of getting, I think it's seven negative COVID tests in a row. Tucker joined the team a little late uh, due to the contract negotiations. I just don't get what's going on with the Rockets. This poor dude has been trying to negotiate his contract for what feels like a year and a half now. Uh, but he still shows up. He's not one of those guys that's like, yep, not coming to camp. He's there. Uh, but those are the main injury uh, news that we need to monitor for Houston. As far as Chicago is concerned, uh, nothing really to be uh, too aware of. Just Thad Young is out. Uh, um, Denzel Valentine has feels like he hasn't played in forever. Uh, and then Garrett Temple will also be ruled out. So we'll start off with this uh, with this Houston team, man. We got to see that Boogie John Wall connection that I feel like was never missing ever since their Kentucky days. Both those guys played excellent in limited minutes, but they played just that. It's limited minutes. We're talking about two guys coming off of career-altering, devastating injuries, uh, playing on a new team, playing in a new system under a new coach, and now playing together. Uh, What can you expect from this Houston Rockets team? And Could you see yourself playing either Boogie or uh, John Wall? Yeah, and they and they played well, and they they look like they had fun in it. Uh, if I'm going to play one of those two, it's going to be Wall. I want to see again. This he's coming off multiple injuries. He first he hurt his knee, and then he tore his Achilles in the shower. Uh, he hasn't played competitive basketball in so long. I don't know if one day of rest means he's going to up his minutes or stay the same, or maybe even lower it. Uh, but if he's going to play 22 minutes, I wouldn't mind looking at him against this Bulls team. If Kobe White's going to be his main uh, de- defender, he, he showed that he can torch him, and, and Kobe White's not not great on that end of the, uh, the court. Uh, Thirteen nine and five with two steals, and he made a three. He showed some range for once in his career. I think <laughs> uh, that's not too bad of a of a guy to target. But again, that injury risk is is huge, and and the minutes limit and, and the minutes cap. I mean, um, knowing that he's coming off of multiple year layoff. Um, but if I'm going to target one of those two, it's going to be him out of out of him and Cousins. Yeah, I'm with you. I just think, you know, bottom line, Cousins is, you know, big guys coming off the injuries that Cousins had. That takes a little bit more time. Um, and let's be real, his conditioning is probably not the same as John Walls. That's why we only saw Cousins play 14 minutes. It's also Christian Wood's job once he gets back now. Let that be said, DeMarcus Cousins is he's looking like a baller. Don't get me wrong. Um, he, you know, he came out and he stuffed the staff sheet. Uh, and we're cool with that, but I, I need more minutes than 14, 15, 16 to get behind that. There's just so many other centers on the board uh, that I feel a little bit more comfortable with. I'm with you, though. John Wall uh, will be an option of mine that I will keep in my player pool. I'm not going to just X him out just yet, but he's also not one of my favorite targets or guys that I'm going to be uh, saying is like a must play. Now, let me ask you, Santino. Could we go back to the Kabokolo well, well? Because he is a guy that I absolutely love playing. He was my Christian Wood before Christian Wood. You know, one of those guys that when we just see, get the get the minutes that can just be a fantasy darling. You know, stuff the stat sheet in so many different ways, whether it's threes, rebounds, points, blocks, steals. Kabokolo can do it all. Uh, and he's definitely a guy that I have some interest in going back to the well with, simply because uh, this team is just without any sort of bigs. Uh, you know, we, we touched on it. No Tucker, uh, no Christian Wood. They're not going to go out there and play DeMarcus Cousins a whole lot of minutes. They really don't have anybody else that's even over like six foot eight outside of Kabokolo. Kabokolo played 25, almost 26 minutes in that last one. So what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, and uh, that's who I was going to get into first. He's probably one of or the top guy on this team that I would be looking at targeting because I think everybody else is going to be going to get their minutes chopped up. But for him... Uh, and this is, 
I know you're saying there's no wood, but I don't know if he's officially ruled out for this game. I'm not uh, 100% on that one. But if he is, then who else do they have as a big man? Uh, and this team is not playing the same small ball lineup that they did last year and a couple years prior, but the <laughs> excessiveness that they did last year. They're playing a more uh, standardized one through five and a more standard center at their five position as evidenced by getting cousins and and wood in there um but if if wood doesn't play cousins is not going to be playing 20 minutes let's just get that out of there um another guy who has such a long layoff and went from achilles to an acl tier he's not going to play that many minutes in the preseason uh, especially the second game so who else do they have as to throw center if you look at this roster they are all guards. They are all guards, small forwards, wings. None of them are big. P.J. Tucker's not ready to play. Uh, he would be up there. Um, Tate is probably the biggest guy on, the, on their team outside of Cousins and Caboclo right now. That's, that's healthy. Uh, and that he can't be playing center for an extended minute, even if in the preseason. So Caboclo is probably going to see that same load, 26 uh, minutes plus. And in that event, I know he went 5 of 11 from the field, and all of those were... Uh, all of his makes were three-point range. But uh, a guy that you know that could hit 26 to 30 minutes when a, on a slate that not many people have that um, ability and option to get that many minutes, yes, he's he's definitely worth a look for me. Uh, and I, I probably will be going back to the well fairly consistently with him. Absolutely, buddy. Sign me up. I'm, uh, I think you said that perfectly. Uh, there's just nobody else. So Caboclo should be stepping right into a nice little little workload for himself. Uh, so yeah, sign me up, man. Let's uh, let's keep it moving over to the Chicago side, where I think we'll have probably a little bit more interest um, than this uh, than the Houston side. And uh, we already touched on the injuries. Not much to you know really talk about with that. But for me, man, I'm going to the backcourt here. Kobe White, uh, Zach Levine. Those are my two top options. Shouldn't surprise anyone. Those two guys uh, will have the ball in their hands. We've already heard them talk about Kobe, uh, Kobe White and uh, you know what Billy Donovan has kind of said about him is that he's going to have the ball in his hands all season long. He's going to be their primary facilitator. They're looking to play Levine more off ball this season. Uh, and that's just music to our ears if you're looking at Kobe White. Uh, just a guy that we know was playing absolutely phenomenal towards the end of the season down that stretch when he was finally getting the 30-plus minutes per night. Now, we're not going to get 30-plus minutes per night from him on this slate during the preseason, uh, but a guy that we should be saying at least 20. He's young. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more towards that 24, 25 range. If it's less, so be it. But uh, I, I I just love this kid as far as fantasy goes. For real-life basketball, I, you know he's okay. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but for tonight's slate, Zach Levine, Kobe White, my two top options. Uh, and I wouldn't mind taking a stab at if you wanted to look at, you know, a marketing or a Wendell Carter Jr. But for me, I'm I'm mostly into the backcourt. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, mostly in the backcourt and with, with another guy as well. Uh, so this is another young, hungry team that didn't uh, get to see the as much run as other teams got to see. Uh, and then they have a new coach in Billy Donovan who – is going to be tinkering and and seeing what he has with this core. Uh, maybe not tinkering. Maybe that's the wrong word here because you you know who the main guys are here and you know who you want to start. But um, seeing how he can get them into the effective spots to make them better because their previous coach and I'm not even going to say him by name. Um, <laughs> don't don't want to throw too much shade, but their previous coach did quite the opposite. And uh, now we, we have someone who is going to want to get the best out of his players and put them into 
the positions that they need to to succeed. And we're going to see that with a Wendell Carter Jr., a Laurie Markkinen, who I am I'm pretty high on in, in this slate because I think his I think a lot of these guys' minutes are going to continue to gradually go up every game, maybe three four minutes each game uh, because as they gear up for the regular season. Um, but those those are two of the guys. I, I think Kobe White's going to be put in more, better spots. Um, Zach Levine maybe more off the ball. I, I know they already want to do that and see how he, he looks without the ball in his hands. Uh, but they're going to get the opportunity to find out where they can succeed and, and where they can um, get the most production out of them. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Kobe White and Zach Levine are the, my two top options followed by Markkinen, uh, who can play the four and the five. And uh, Billy Donovan's going to uh, tinker with that to see where he's more comfortable with and who he's most comfortable with on the uh, on the court. Because sometimes uh, – and it might not be the players. It might have been the coaching. It might have been the system. It probably was that too, but I'm saying might. Um, with him and Wendell Carter Jr., they didn't know he's mesh. Uh, so they're going to be seeing where Markkinen's most comfortable. Uh, so those are the three guys I'm looking at, White, Levine, and Markkinen in this. And I think they have fairly well matchups uh, because there is not much on the Rockets' side that, that can match up with them at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if for – you know, to say I'm, I'm not going there, Otto Porter Jr. If there's one player on this team, I'd expect to have the lowest amount of minutes or limited minutes. It's going to be a guy like Otto Porter Jr. who's just struggled to stay healthy. Uh, the Bulls, uh, you know, marketing will probably play more than him. But, you know, don't be afraid of that Wendell Carter Jr. line. He only played 19 minutes in that last one. But, you know, he missed all five of his three-point attempts. If he knocks down two of those, all of a sudden he's looking at a pretty solid game of like, you know, 10 points, mm-hmm. uh, seven boards. He didn't get any defensive stats. That's very unlike Wendell Carter Jr. He's a guy that can easily knock down some threes and get a couple blocks of steals. So I don't mind taking a look at him. I would like to see a little bit more than 20 minutes. That's the only thing that, you know, re- uh, keeps me with some reservations. But... Uh, we'll keep it moving, man. Battle of L.A. Two games left on the card. Uh, Clippers going at the Lakers. Another little rematch that we just saw the other night. As far as these Clippers are concerned, there is really no uh, injury news or notes that we are to be concerned with as of right now. Now, keep that in mind. It is the Clippers. I would not be shocked if some of these guys sit knowing that they all played in that last preseason game. Uh, but I'll just get it out there, and I'll make this really, really easy for our listeners. And for you, Santino, I am not touching a single Clipper. There is not one Clipper I will play. There's not one Clipper you could pay me to play. I just don't trust any of these guys' minutes. I don't trust any of the production. I don't know what to expect from any of them. They're all veterans. They really have no youth that they're looking to play. So uh, if, if you got something in that you're really interested in over here in uh, with the Clippers, why don't you let me know? Yeah, so this is going to be the lowest-scoring game on the slate again. Uh, we just have two teams that know what they want to do. The preseason means absolutely nothing to them. It's all about championships. Uh, with that said, there are two guys that I am a, I have a little bit of interest in, and that it all depends on who's in and who's out, and that is uh, Cobb and Jelly. I think this guy has some very good raw talent, and if you're given a 25-minute roll, he can get you a near double-double with a lot of blocks. This guy blocks a lot of shots, and he can shoot threes. Uh, so he's a, a big guy that I am looking at. And that's all depends. Again, they might they just played two nights ago, and they, again they don't they don't really care about the play or the regular season. It's all about the playoffs and, and getting a ring. Uh, so they might not play Kawhi Leonard tonight at all. They might not play Paul George. Ibaka only played eight minutes. He might not see the floor at all this game. Uh, so if in the event that that happens, I can see Cobb and Jelly getting 25, 26, 27 minutes a game or, or this game, and he'll be pretty good with them. So he's a guy I would be looking at making sure that uh, I see what they're doing. And Terrence Mann is the same way. Uh, we saw this guy have some productive games when everybody was out. And, and 
the first game he went six and six with some defensive stats um, in only 22 minutes. He only shot two of seven from the field. Six and six doesn't sound great, uh, but he didn't get. He only got one assist. I expect a little more, assuming that some of these guys rest and he he runs the offense. But that's the only situation. Knowing that some guys are going to rest, I would I would target these two guys. Besides that, I'm with you, and I can leave the the Clippers alone here. Perfect. We'll uh, we'll shoot over to your Lakers, buddy. Uh, obviously there's a little bit more news that we need to monitor with, with them, uh, knowing that, you know, LeBron James and AD and all their studs, uh, sat out last game. So, you know, they're all being listed as questionable right now, even on the injury report, they're not even being listed. Um, so we have to monitor We really can't make any decisions right now with LA, with the Lakers side of the ball until we know, but if James Davis, um, Gasol, Morris, all these guys sat, Caruso sat, uh, McKinney, Caldwell Pope, they all missed. If they all miss again, I'm cool with going back to the well with Taylor, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, we were talking about him Friday, and I think, you know, we're not very often are we in agreements or something, but we were both all over Taylor Horton Tucker uh, on that uh, initial preseason slate, and it, it panned out right. I mean, the dude played a boatload of minutes, 37 minutes. Uh, I, I couldn't predict him playing 37 minutes, Santino, but we know this guy's a walking bucket, and he is not shy to shoot and can fill it up. So um, if all those guys sit, I will be going back to the well with a guy like Taylor Horton Tucker. Don't mind looking at Kyle Kuzma in that kind of circumstance as well. I actually faded Kuz on that last one. Wasn't expecting that type of minutes workload from him, but he got it. And if they're willing to give it to him again, sure. Uh, and, you know, same thing with Harrell. Uh, all these bigs are out. You know, he's a guy in limited minutes um, when he's getting that court time. Even if it's 20 minutes, he can easily post a double-double for us. Going against his former team, I get it. You know, they already did that. The juice is already kind of out of there. But, uh, you know, he's still going to have that passion. It's still Montrez Harrell who plays with authority. And he's just a junkyard dog, man. So those are the three guys I'd be looking at. Um, and it's only if we see everybody kind of sitting for L.A., and if everybody for LA is playing, man, it's going to be tough for me to get behind any of them just because I'm looking at them like the same way the Clippers. I can't imagine LeBron or Davis play more than you know 16 minutes each. Yeah, and you said you hit it right on, as you said, you hit it right on the head there. Uh, I didn't expect Harrell and Kuzma to play 31 and 38 minutes, uh, respectively. I just did not see that with the playoff run that both of those teams had and, and uh, both of those guys had. So I just did not see that. But if that happens again with AD, LeBron, Gasol's, all of them out again, yeah, they could see that run. There's not that many people left to play if if they're all going to sit out again. Um, but if they do play, I can't touch them. Taylor and Horton Tucker, possibly regardless of everybody else's status, he's going to see that minutes. And this guy can score. If you watched him in the G League at all, you know he just shot and shot, and he got buckets. And in the preseason, they're going to just keep asking him to to shoot and do what he does because, again, the championships. The Lakers only care about championships now. And Tucker might get some crucial minutes during the regular season this year. Uh, but in the preseason, he's going to be seeing over 35 minutes, and he's going to be have free reign to shoot whenever he wants. So he's the only guy I can trust on this team. Uh, everybody else is dependent on who's in and who's out. And if most of them are in, he, Tucker's the only guy I can see getting 30 minutes here. That's it, buddy. We are on the same page. So we will move it on to the last game. Uh, it's like the final Oof. game of the night. Motoring through, man. It feels good. It feels good to get through these shows, man. I mean, we're about 50 minutes in, so I think we're on a great pace. About 10 minutes left to talk about this game. Uh, leaves for one or two quick roast thing at the end. Uh, but we have uh, Sacramento traveling to Portland. Uh, as far as the injury news is concerned, again, none of these guys have really submitted anything as far as that injury report. But I think it's safe to say for Sacramento, Bagley, Whiteside, both probably will not suit up. 
uh, leaving some front court minutes available for the rest of everybody else. And as far as Portland is concerned, uh, the only thing we really need to monitor is whether or not Nurkic will be playing. Zach Collins, Rodney Hood, both, I believe, are already ruled out. But uh, Nurkic missed that last game. We'll have to kind of monitor that and see what he's got going on. So we'll start over here with Sacramento, buddy. Uh, you know, for me, it's pretty simple. I'm looking at two guys on this team, and that is it. And I like these two guys. It's going to be Darren Fox, and it's going to be the uh, hoop ball favorite, Rashawn Holmes. I know you're a big Rashawn Holmes guy, too. Uh, but, you know, he played 27 minutes in that last game without Bagley, without Whiteside. We know this guy's a point-per-minute, you know, producer and monster. And it's almost a very similar situation of what we were talking about with the Rockets, and that this team just will be lacking bigs. You know, they did bring in Frank Kaminsky. Um, but I think, you know, that's mostly just a depth piece, a little bit of a floor spacer. I can't imagine them rolling Frank Kaminsky out for anything big. Belichia is pretty much primarily playing uh, only the four for them at this point. And that basically just leaves Rashawn Holmes. Jabari Parker is not going to be playing more than eight minutes throughout any game this season. And if he does, that's just a travesty. Uh, so just sign me up, man. I'm good with some Rashawn Holmes. I'm good with some De'Aaron Fox. And I will leave it at that. Who are you looking at? Yeah, and... Um... We have to see officially if, if, what about Whiteside and Bagley, but uh, I don't think they're able to play yet. I think they're still doing three-on-threes, so they're probably out of it too. That means I, I played a fair amount of Rashawn Holmes too, just knowing that he was going to get a really good chunk of minutes. Uh, he didn't do great last game, but that only means that a lot of people are probably going to shy away from him. Just see, If they just look at the line and not see that he played 27 minutes, um, they might shy away from him, which is a good thing. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking at him again. Fox at 26 minutes. He only shot three of 12 from the field and one of seven threes. Uh, he, and he's not going to be shooting that terrible again. And if he does, it's 10 and 6 with three rebounds and a steal. That's not bad. I expect more from him. But, um, yeah, those two guys are definite. One That's guy not that, sinking you. you yeah, know, I mean, the it's, ten not, and six. it's not sinking you, and you're not paying it an absurd price for him, but um, you expect, even if he shot 5 of 12, under 50%, uh, and, and put up 14 points, or one of one extra three went in, went 15 points, and got an extra rebound here and there, that's a really good line, uh, and you might see even more minutes from him. Uh, but the one guy, outside of those two guys, which we're definitely in agreement about, uh, the one guy that just continues to baffle me is... Buddy healed, and it's not his abilities. It's just Luke Walton. Uh, I don't know if if after the game, Luke Walton uh, took him to the side and and just started screaming at him because he took seventeen shots in twenty three minutes. I know he put up twenty three points in twenty three minutes, and he hit five of eleven from threes. I just don't think Luke Walton likes this guy, and he was probably upset that he he funneled the offense through Buddy Heald. And, and I'm just throwing jokes out there, but uh, I, I just don't understand it. This guy's good. Is he going to continue? Is he going to play 26 minutes a game or this game? Or are they going to throw back uh, Jeffries now that that Buddy Heald had a good game? Yeah, and that's the big question. I mean, Buddy Heald is, you know, this Kings organization, the way they've treated Buddy Heald, I don't know who I feel about more, like, you know, worse for Buddy Heald or, or this, this Kings organization. Like you said, the, the guy's an unbelievable player. He's one of the best shooters in the league. I don't think we can anybody could really argue against that, but. You know, they would commit to this guy, then decommit and say, like, we want him long term. He's on the chopping block. He wants to be traded. He says he wants to stay here. Like, nobody knows what's actually going on with Buddy Yield and how long he's going to be with Sacramento. But uh, I think as long as he's there, he's going to continue to chuck. So I don't mind taking a look at him. Uh, I'm hoping, um, you know, uh, people chase that game. And I'm not saying chase it in a bad way. He can easily you know, replicate that if he's going to take 17 shots again. But. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm going to prefer Fox over Heald just simply because I think more ownership will go to Heald. Um, and then that's where I, I'll take my advantage with the Fox. Uh, on a night-for-night yeah. basis, I, I prefer Fox over Heald. So I'll oh, just kind of let and, that. And Heald doesn't do much outside of scoring and threes. 
Uh, so he doesn't have those those other stats that you, you like, and, and Fox is much better on that. Um, I was just talking strictly, Can we? I, I want to know if I can trust this guy moving forward and in, in, into mm. the regular season on a night-to-night basis, or are they going to continue? Uh, w- without Bogdan or Bogdanovich there, they have to play him, but is, it's a matter of will Luke Walton do it? Uh, there's going to be some point in time where we see Corey Joseph in that starting lineup, and I'm going to want to throw up on myself. Glenn um, Robinson probably takes yeah. his minutes too. <laughs> Some, something's it, it's bound to happen, man. I don't know why. Uh, who knows? Maybe they're just showcasing him. Hey, buddy, go shoot 17 times every single game until we can get rid of you. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. This Kings organization kind of baffles me. But, you know, a lot of people might be looking at Halliburton. Um, I'm not going to be going there. Uh, not unless he's in the starting lineup and there's somebody sitting out, like a Fox sits or something like that. Yeah, sure. Sign me up for Halliburton. I really like this kid's potential. I think he's a great actual NBA player. Uh, he's got the length. He's got the defense. Uh, pretty good jumper, too. So I think he's going to have a bright future. But as far as DFS, I'm just not going to be gravitating towards him unless some people are sitting out. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll slide over to Portland then, buddy. We have some uh, some guys to talk about. And I think you know it would be uh, remiss if we did not just – highlight that Harry Giles game man he absolutely turned it on <laughs> against this former team uh you know and Harry Giles is a Sacramento favorite I think he was the fan favorite amongst them he was like the JJ Barea for Dallas I mean everybody <laughs> over there uh, in Sacktown absolutely loves this dude and uh, for good reason he's an unbelievable talent the only thing that's been following Harry Giles throughout his career has been his injury history uh the dude's had multiple knee surgeries on both knees and you know coming out I think of high school he was supposed to be the top prospect so the talent's there. It's just how long can this guy stay on the court? But we saw that he stayed on the court long enough for us to get that run. Um, I guess we have to wait to see if Nurkic's going to be mm-hmm. out. But if Nurkic's out, uh, can we go back to the well on Harry Giles? Definitely. And um, it's mostly because he's playing against Sacramento again. And he just wants to say uh, a big F you to these guys just because the way they treated him, that they didn't give him the run really that he did. And then when they finally did give him the run, they said, "Yeah, um, we don't really we have we don't have any interest in signing you." And they went to get Whiteside and other people that they they just overlooked them. So I, I think he this is a uh, statement game for him. I know it's the preseason, but in the regular season, he's not going to see the type of run that he twenty five minutes you expect Nurkic to get thirty seven plus or so. Um, so if Nurkic is out, I can see Giles getting another twenty five minutes, and he's going to want to showcase especially playing against Sacramento. So uh, I can definitely look at my, see myself going back to the well on that one. Yeah, absolutely. And just to think about like who we'd share in the front court with the genius Kander. And, um, you know, I do have some interest in Kander as well. I think both these guys would be very mm-hmm. much in play for the reasons I said before. It's just, you know, we're, we're, we're banking on limited minutes for just about everybody on the slate, you know, go for the guys that you think you double, double in those limited minutes that can get you mm-hmm. like a little bonus or anything like that. All these points and raw points do matter on this slate. So uh, I think both those guys are very, very much in play if Nurkic sits. Those would probably be my two top options on this team. Uh, and then we got to talk about, you know, the main key cogs. You know, your Damian Lillard's, your uh, C.J. McCollum's, uh, the new addition of Robert Covington. Um, you know, they're going to have to get these guys acclimated to playing each other. They're all going to be big key cogs of going forward for this team um, and their playoff hopes. So do you have any interest in any of one of those three guys, or are they kind of getting overshadowed by a few of the other guys that we've talked about already? Um, so I, I do have some interest in Lillard. If he can, if his minutes jump up a little bit, I have some interest in him. Definitely, uh, twenty-five, twenty-six minutes. If Lillard's on the same playing field as everybody else, yeah. And just to, to emphasize the point, he was saying that he is super comfortable, and um, everybody is is letting him shoot as wherever he wants. He said he's comfortable pulling up from half court in an NBA game. 
I Logo really just, range, baby. <laughs> uh, I really want them to do that, especially in the preseason, and and make it just to show that you got to respect that from this guy because that's that's insane. But Lillard, yes, um, McCollum, not so much. Um, and another guy on this on this team that I'd be looking at a little bit is Derek Jones Jr. He played 28 minutes in this first game. I think they're going to continue to try and acclimate him. I think he should get that job. Um, and this guy can, he can, he can shoot and he can fly. Uh, he's one of the best dunkers in the league and, um, he can fill up the stat sheet when, when given the run, he, he, he's a really good defensive uh, player and he can get defensive stats as well. So he's another guy that I'm looking at. They quietly had one of the best off seasons, in my opinion, um, bringing in guys like Derrick Jones Jr. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> they did. Yeah. Covington and Derrick Jones Jr. Were just phenomenal ads, uh, you know, throwing the Harry Giles, like, you know, these these pieces that they brought in are actually difference makers. Like, that's what they needed. They needed some wing presence, some wing defenders, uh, and they got them. I think they got two of the best ones that were available in that free agency class. So I'm with you. I think Derek Jones Jr., I'm not expecting him to shoot six for six again, uh, you know, 100% shooting in that last one. But the 28 minutes, um, that is something I, I do expect. Uh, you know, maybe not 28, but at least 24. Like you said, they're going to want to get this guy acclimated. He is a key cog that they need. Uh, and he's versatile. Both these guys can play, you know, three to four different positions if need be. So um, I'm good with those. I don't know if I'll end up on Lillard. I get why. Don't get me wrong. It's Damian Lillard. Logo range, the whole nine. He could go ahead and just shut me up and drop 40 DK points in 20 minutes. I wouldn't be shocked. But, uh, you know, push comes to shove. I think I'd rather play a De'Aaron Fox. Uh, and then maybe, uh, you know, there's probably a couple other guys that we've already talked about where I'll, I'll end up getting more shares of them. But probably one of my more... Um, my, my safer top options, I guess, when you're talking about spending up, when you're talking about guys like AD and LeBron and, you know, all those other guys that might might not play, I think I'd, I'd probably prefer Lillard over them. Uh, and that's pretty much it for me, man. I think uh, I think that's it. I don't know if there's anybody else that you're looking at or anybody else that you have interest in, but my main thing I try to do, especially for our listeners, is not to uh, make things too complicated during preseason, you know. Uh, don't You don't need to get all that cute. Uh, sometimes just having a lineup where everybody's actually playing and actually scoring is is what you need. I mean, we're not looking for these massive scores of 400 points like we are during the regular season to cash out. Uh, we just got to make sure that we are not you know tripping over any landmines. So uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to leave us with, Santino, or if uh, if you're done over here with Portland. Yeah, I'm I'm done with with Portland as well. Um, again, biggest thing that we're gonna need to know is is Nurkic playing because that changes up uh, Harry Giles there. I don't think they're gonna throw Nurkic in for a ton of minutes either I just take someone out does it won't add Nurkic to the the pool for me all right buddy well that is it thank you guys for listening uh for everybody over here at DFS today it feels good to be back we're happy to be back bringing you guys this content and information so if you have a quick moment you can give us a uh, little thumbs up a rate and review go subscribe to us you can find the podcast anywhere that you could find podcasts iTunes Stitcher Spotify uh, Podbean, iHeartRadio, all those good places. Uh, means the world to us when we see the, those positive comments and the constructive criticism allows us to get better and provide the content that we want to give you guys and that you want to hear. Uh, and then you can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Santino at Santino Cocone. That's S-A-N-T-I-N-O-C-A-C-C-O-N-E. Uh, and we will be able to help you guys out, answer any questions you guys might have over there. Uh, just shoot them our way. We are always around and happy to be a resource for you. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. I will be on with my good buddy, Brenton Eckersley from Down Under. We'll be breaking down uh, the wonderful Monday preseason card for you guys. As always, thank you for listening. From everybody over here at Hoopball, take care, stay safe, and let's go crush some of these preseason slates, guys.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.